Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Show. Today is Thursday, March the 30th, 2023. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. And I'm joined, as I always am, by Mr. J. Head, Mr. Cole Pinkston. How about you, fellas? How about you, brother? How about you? Hey, (laughs) just checking. Keith is on assignment in San Francisco. Ooh, I think he's out there. I don't know that he's on assignment. He's on his own assignment. I think he. uh... (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things I want to say right now, but I can't. I know, dude. I know. Hey, you looking for a house in or around Auburn, Opelika, (laughs) Lee County, Alabama? We've got just the person for you, folks. Jessica Andrews with the Challenge Group three three four seven zero four 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 two. She is a five-star realtor, uh, a consensus five-star realtor, and uh, she can do residential. You're looking for a move your family, you're looking to sell your home, looking to buy a property, to maybe to rent it out to some college students. Do she can find it? She can set you up. Give her a call, Jessica Andrews with the Talents Group, three three four seven zero four 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 two. All right, fellas, another week is in the books, almost, and yeah. just in the last what? Nine days, Auburn has had some of the top wide receivers. We're, we're talking wide receivers today because, as Jay had pointed out before the show, it's been an area of concern on the team. Hugh Freeze uh, addressed it this past offseason with Nick Marsh. I mean, not Nick Marsh, Nick Marner. Yes. And I believe he told us he wants to add another guy. He actually tried to. Remember, they tried to add Ra Ra White. There was uh, the Thornton kid who ended up at. Oregon, so they're in the market for another wide receiver, and you can tell that they're hitting these these high school ranks extremely hard, getting these top guys in, five-star guys in. Just yesterday, Wednesday, Auburn had Cam Coleman on campus. They had Mike Matthews on campus. Two days before that, on Monday, they had Perry Thompson back on campus. So three of the top ten wide receivers in the country visited Auburn in the last 72 hours. And that's on top of having Mario Craver on campus last week, that's on top of Nick Marsh coming down from Michigan last week. And on top of Nick Marsh coming down, he's already set up an official visit. So if you don't think his interest in Auburn is legit, he has already set an, uh, an official visit to come back in June. Uh, Jay Head, your take on this? I think it's absolutely massive. And look, I've been a little bit critical about the wide receiver room on the corner, Okay. I don't want people to take that as me being derogatory about the guys that we have on our team. What I see right now is is that we have one guy that has truly what I would consider NFL upside in Camden Brown on this roster, and then you've got a layered set of good wide receivers, but their high end is good college wide receiver. You just don't have those gazelles in the wide receiver room the way Hugh Freeze and or Philip Montgomery would like. And so to combat that, they've recruited the wide receiver position extremely hard so far. And you like the body types that they're bringing in. Mm. These are guys, these aren't small guys, with the exception of Mario Craver and and Jalua Solomon. These are not small slot guys. You're talking about big outside wide receivers that you can feature in this kind of offense with the catch radius that you need to be a separator of sorts. So when there's those tight contested windows, you have guys that can go up and absolutely get it and pluck it. Um, I love the fact that Cam Coleman, a local wide receiver, a guy I've compared to T. Higgins, I mean, I, I think he is a vertical threat. Um, he's not an in-breaking wide receiver, an in-breaking route guy, but a vertical threat that can use his body in matchups, catch the ball in phase, on stops, goes, posts, um, and a big play weapon down the field. And then you talk about Perry Thompson, another big-body wide receiver that Cole has compared to Seth Williams. I think that is a fantastic comp. Um, and then Nick Marsh, who may have the best highlight clips all out of all of them. I mm. think Cam's probably got the highest upside. 
Um, but his production hasn't been where Marsh has been to this point. I mean, I, I think he's probably ready to step in right away um, and be able to put up numbers in the SEC. So just a position of need, you see how they're addressing it in, the, in recruiting ranks for the high school kids. I expect we're going to see some more recruiting in the transfer portal come that May 1st window when you start to see some of those names populate. But this isn't a coaching staff that's content to sit around and wait for guys to develop. They want guys that are ready to play now, and they're attacking it that way. Cole, you have uh, you've talked to most of these guys, if not all of them. You know, Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman both now have been to Auburn twice this spring. Cam Coleman came last Thursday when they didn't practice, basically had an official visit day all by himself with the coaching staff. Then he came back on Wednesday to see the coaches. Perry Thompson came, I think, March 14th. And then, and they kind of slid back in Monday for another practice and had planned to be back yesterday, uh, ended up not coming because he had been to Monday's practice. But Cole, let's start with Perry Thompson. He is committed to Alabama. He's from Foley, Alabama, home of Julio Jones. What do you make of this, Cole? Well, um, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure because I've talked to him in person, and I, I didn't get the vibe. I know what he said. And, and the quotes, if you read the mm-hmm. quotes, you go back and you go, yeah, I mean, that sounds like sounds like he's really considering. And I think he is, but actually flipping him, I don't know. I mean, I think um, there may be some closeness there with Jamari and Fat Burnett with him. Both of, both of those guys are from, you know, the southern part of Alabama. They might know each other. Obviously, we saw, you know, Fat Burnett has sort of tweeted at him and hinted at some things with him. I, I think if he's hinting at anything, he's probably hinting at the fact that, hey, he's 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 really feeling Auburn as of today. Okay. That that does not tell us where this is going to end up. That is, I mean, we've seen this show, seen this movie, whatever. It, you know, he's, he's the number two player in the state, according to on three. You know, he, he's – comes from a place where a former Alabama player had so much success at Alabama and in the pros, it's just going to be difficult to flip him. Okay. Do I think it can happen? I'm I'm starting to feel more like it could happen, but I'm not ready to say yes. That's, that's where I stand on that one today. Hmm. I think that's fair, Cole. I, 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 is this the staff that can really change the narrative? And, the, and you got to remember now, these it's, it's March. These guys yes. have been committed to all, I mean, to Alabama some since the summer, last summer. I mean, they're sophomore seasons. There wasn't really much contention from the Auburn side. Is this staff the one that's going to change the narrative where the kids are no longer committing that early to Alabama and giving Auburn a fair shake? Is this the staff that can change the narrative of impossible even when you think it's not, it's still impossible. Not impossible, but I mean, highly unlikely to flip an Alabama yes. commitment. Uh, so, so are, are you are, are you Wisconsin until it happens? You know, I actually talked to an Alabama guy who is a friend of mine, and was actually used used to be, uh, you know, in the recruiting office at some to some extent. I'm not exactly sure what he was at Alabama. This guy I talked to, we talked about, you know, the ins and outs of recruiting. He's he's real into it. Um, we talked about Perry Thompson. And I said, what are, you, what are you hearing on that? What are you feeling? He goes, well, and I'll just be brutally honest here. He said, honestly, with the last staff, he said, all these guys went ahead and committed to Alabama because it was easy for them. That's exactly what Ron Williams told you, Jeffrey, or me, or whoever he told. So that lines up. And, and he said, but look. Hugh Freeze is having to play from behind, and he said, you can tell that on your show or whatever. I know people are tired of hearing that, but I think, you know, we can't define this staff quite yet, even on this 24 class so far, because these guys are already committed. I mean, they they didn't even have Auburn in their mind when they committed Alabama. So we've got a long way to go here. I I hate to say that. I hate to put the brakes on things because there is some momentum, Mm -hmm. but just be careful. You know, I'm trying to say, we're, you know, oh, geez, they're going to flip this guy. They're going to flip this guy. Right now, maybe. Maybe there's some momentum with those guys. they got to keep building on it, and they got to keep getting these small victories here and there. So getting Perry Thompson on campus again, I think, would be that. And, and that I, Yeah, I agree, Cole. And, and, look, we've talked on this show 
Jeffrey, I, I think you probably coined this phrase before anyone, but that recruiting is a 24-month relational process. That's, you know, that's realistically the jumping off point. The December of these kids' junior years, you know, or excuse me, sophomore years, when they can start actively being recruited and coming to campus, that's when it really starts for them. And this staff is, you know, they're a year behind, and they're trying to play catch-up. So where maybe they can't flip a Perry Thompson, can you get a guy, Nick Marsh, who's wide open right now? Can you make head, can you grab Mike Matthews' attention, who's not currently committed someplace? And probably, I think he's the highest ranked player that's visited campus to this point. Um, and a guy that's a phenomenal talent, you know, a guy I would have a month ago said he's a slam dunk for Clemson and Georgia, and he still may be. But you just got him on campus, so can you get an OV out of him now? Can you continue, like you said, Cole, with those small victories? Because that's proof of concept to me that this is the staff that can flip the script. Now, maybe they don't do it this year. Maybe this is the year they claw their way back inside the top ten, and next year is when they're knocking down that door. We're talking top five potentially, and you're going head-to-head with Alabama and State. But right now, like you said, Cole, it's just about continuing to get the guys like Jamarian Burnett's the Joseph Phillips, the guys keeping Clemson and Tennessee and Georgia from coming in your state and picking your back pocket. No shame in losing a head-up battle to Alabama. It's not what we want. That's not what the staff wants. But if that's what happens, that's what happens. But it's like you said, it's all this the periphery of things. Can they get it to the point where, you know what, we're in it. We're really in it. You know what I mean? And then you start taking some of those battles head-to-head. If there's one position you have to have confidence in Hugh Freeze being able to recruit, and I'm talking about track record back to Ole Miss. Yes. It's got to be the wide receiver group, right? I mean, he was plucking cats from the north at Ole Miss. Yes, and that's why I thought this would be – he's going to stamp his name on this class from the wide receiver stand. If there's going to be a position because you're recruiting, you're selling need, you're selling playing time, you're selling NIL, you're selling whatever it takes to get these kids here – you need him in this class. And like you said, the track record, he's put kids in the NFL. There's that proof there that we talk about. Kids want to know, if I come to your school, can you develop me? I can develop you. Look, this is what I've done. This is who I've recruited. Yeah. His track record in recruiting at Ole Miss, to me, um, and this was before NIL, and this is when you had NIL, you know, under the table. <laughs> you know, now you can put it up on as your placemat when you welcome them to dinner. So, I am. If they're, I'm, I'm kind of leaning back towards the Perry Thompson argument of, if there's one position, I think Auburn and Hugh Freeze specifically might have a better chance than normal of flipping a guy from Alabama. It would be a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. It would be a wide receiver. So, and listen, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I think I've said this before, but. I've learned my lesson on on picking flips from Alabama. I've learned. I say that every year. <laughs> and you know, uh, you know, was it Tony Mitchell this past year, the yes. year before that, I can't remember who it was, but it's uh, it's very difficult to do, even when it's the eleventh hour and they're all in with Auburn. Things can change. Yes, brother. Yes. You know, so, uh, it, Auburn did flip somebody from Alabama. Uh, with Harson in charge, and that was Robert Woodyard, and he's from Mobile. So I don't know. Maybe that's something. Maybe that's maybe that was the start of something. Look, I mean, maybe you know, maybe you can get some credit to Harson or whatever on that one, but get some credit to Auburn. Get some credit I, I'm going to play Keith Niebuhr here since Keith's in San Francisco. Uh, there you go. <laughs> And Keith would always leave it up almost like he really didn't know for sure, but it was kind of a uh, – but we're fairly certain Robert Woodyard was being processed through Alabama in way of a gray shirt. Hey, you can still sign with us, but you're not going to go on scholarship until until next year's class. So Right, right. It wasn't a, it wasn't a true heads up Alabama's pushing for this guy, sending coaches to his house the night before signing day. Um. No, he didn't get the Tony Mitchell treatment. He didn't get the Tony Mitchell like treatment. I guess the point I was trying to arrive at is, does Perry Thompson know that? You know, they look at it differently than we do. They say, oh, a guy from Mobile did flip from Alabama to Auburn. Oh, you know, yeah. Maybe that was something. Maybe that was a perception 
deal for recruits. Maybe not for us, you know. But sure. For, that, that's kind of what I was getting at, and, and, and it may not mean anything at all, but I, I see how Jamarian Burnett sort of attached to Perry Thompson now, being sure. from the very same area of the state. I mean, Andalusia, not quite Mobile. It's down there, though. It's it's that's mm-hmm. the southern part of Alabama, you know. It's funny. You know, the state of Alabama, they – they do that. They're very, uh, uh, ha- they're very loyal to the places they come from. So it's just how it's just the dynamic of the state, and that's why it's hard to flip a guy from Alabama. <laughs> I agree, and I do think that Auburn got it. Look, I don't think he was in any way trying to shape this recruitment, but I do think having Antonio Coleman and the relationship that he had with Robert Woodyard definitely helped us in that recruitment keep that window open and Mm. and the relationship that Zach Etheridge had with Antonio Coleman. I think that kept that recruitment alive when Alabama would have liked to have slammed the door on Auburn very early on when they started to approach that young man. So I think we did have an end there to a degree. Sure. So Perry Thompson to me is one, obviously we're going to be following and watching closely. What can Auburn get over the hump? If they're going to, I would think wide receiver would be the position that they could do it. I really yes. do. So I'll uh, I'll be, I'll be considering my uh, never picking an Alabama flip. Okay. I'll be, I'll be I like reconsidering. It. There you go. I like it. Let's see. Perry Thompson was here Monday. Um, on Wednesday, yesterday, Mike Matthews, Cam Coleman. Now, Jay Head, you liked what you heard from Mike Matthews. Cole talked to him in person. I listened to the interview. Cole – on the corner on Auburn Live's message board, somebody asked about Mike Matthews or his demeanor or how it kind of came off, and Cole was unimpressed, mm-hmm. um, to speak vaguely. And, Cole, I will tell you this. Listening to that and transcribing that interview, I was thinking, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, listen, that don't, it means a little bit. Here's the way I look at it. Okay, and we're pretty transparent here. You know, we mm-hmm. we're, we're uh, you know we'll tell you how it is. Okay, and, and when I talked to that guy, it looked like he was tired. Okay, looked like he was over the visit, not the visit so much, but visits in general. Like, okay, I you know I've I've seen the whole, you know, the whole thing, the whole stick. I've I've been a part of it all. I know you. Every school does the same kind of thing. Well, here's what I thought about it. Here's this. I'm fixing to go do a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was against Auburn. I think it was just against, you know, I'm I'm just getting pooped. the song and dance here. I'm kind of mm-hmm. getting um, I've got to go do this interview with these stupid reporters. Right, right. And he doesn't have to. If you right. listen, you don't have to talk to us if you don't want to. But if you do, I'm going to talk yes, about how Yes, you, you do. You, every time you see me, you have to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, look, you know, I think he's okay with Auburn. I don't know where he's at. At all, I have no, I have no way of gauging that from talking to him the other day. Okay, right. But um, I asked him about official visits, and I think he said one school that he's already USC. Yeah, USC for sure. He's going to go there, and then after that, he said, you know, I have no idea. But all right, maybe. He's honest. I mean, look, if, if you're looking for the real feel of a recruitment, the guy's being honest. To, in my opinion, that's how you be honest. You go, I don't know, man. Instead of, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, I think they might, or eh, I don't know. My gut tells me he's going to visit again. That's my gut. I agree. I agree. And if he visits again, do we put ourselves in position for an OV? And if we put our position itself in for an OV, then what happens? It's not like I feel like we're all of a sudden the favorite for him. But I do think the way we've recruited Jaden uh, Crawford, I do think the way that we've recruited Antonio White, the fact that he's got teammates and that it's an Auburn-friendly atmosphere at Parkview. This isn't a, a high school coaching staff that is completely and utterly diehard UGA, and we all know that those exist. Just like in the state of Alabama that you have staffs that, you know, love the University of Alabama. You have staffs in Georgia that love, the, the you know, the, the University of Georgia. That's just kind of how it goes sometimes. But this is a staff, to my understanding, that's – that's not biased one way or another. They just want what's in the best interest of their kids. So I think he's going to visit again. If he visits again, I really want to see what he's got to say. If it's not coming off the foothills of several other visits, like you said, Cole, where he's just worn out, doesn't really want to interview, 
and then do we get an OV? Because as you said, he's only got one on the books right now. If Auburn can get one of his other four, I, I think the door may be more open than, than something. Okay. I, I would be shocked if a kid from Parkview that Auburn's targeting, especially at wide receiver and, and recruiting as hard as they are, I, I would be shocked if he didn't come back um, for for an official visit. And, and like Jay had said, Jalen Crawford and Antonio White, you know, they've, they've mentioned they might, all three want to go to the same school. But they're all three not taking visits together, and right. we, we we hear that a lot, and it rarely, rarely ever happens, especially when you've got the the difference between Mike Matthews and Antonio White. And I'm Correct. Not, n- no no slight to to Antonio White; he's a hell of a player. Um, got SEC offers, including Auburn, but rare, rarely does that really ever work out. The, the I mean, if you go back to the Dillard. Four. I mean, that was whatever. The Dillard was. Five, yeah. I there think that's the last time you had a legitimate package deal of that, you know, with that kind of stature. S- significance, right? And they actually went went through with it. It was, it was, it was yeah. a great story. I think I was talking with James Bostic one time up in the complex, and he was was it James Bostic? Was he part of that? Yeah, it was James Bostic, uh, Frank um, Frank Sanders, Calvin. Calvin Booker. I was thinking the uh, the guy who intercepted it and ran it back against Florida, holding up his hand. Yes, God. Calvin Jackson. Yes, that's it. And then some other cat that I don't think really ever played. Right? Was it a defensive lineman? Here we go. Okay. No, it was no, it some Brian my... Robinson. Brian Robinson. That's what I said. There you go. So Brian it is. Robinson, yeah. Remember he hit, he hit pick six and he was running back. Otis Mounds. There you go. Otis Mounds report to the dressing room. Yes. Yes. Otis Mounds, Calvin Jackson, Brian Robinson, Frank Sanders, and James Boston. Damn. That's a hell of a five. Damn. (laughs) So Otis was really the underachiever of all that, right? Well, and Otis is the one that got it started because, you know, he got in all that trouble his senior year, got arrested, kicked off the team, everything else. Um, And Pat still recruited him. And that he opened the eyes of everybody else. That, I, I would. I'm gonna try to see if I can't get one of those guys on the show one time. Wouldn't that be awesome? Just, just, just tell, just start talking. Just tell us about your recruitment. I because agree, the, man. He flew this guy up there, and I think they were on private jets. You know. Yes. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like they were flying Delta 727s, dude. No, oh. I, I think they sent the Auburn University plane to pick them up. I, you know what? You used to could do that, right? Even when I started working here in the early turn of the century millennia um you could uh, we, we used to go to the airport right. and wait, for, wait for kids to come in and, and then they were like oh everybody can't do that so nobody can do that um what what the hell were we even talking about the dealer Act- five but we we got off oh yeah oh yeah the, the uh everybody mike matthews antonio white Jim yes. crawford uh all signing together well i, I believe it when i see it Jalen Crawford, I think we all feel pretty good about Auburn's chances. I don't say Auburn's uh, leading, but I wouldn't doubt if they are. Antonio White, I feel the same way. I think Auburn's got a very good shot with him. But back to wide receivers, we talked about uh, Perry Thompson. We've talked about Nick Marsh, who has set an official visit. Mike Matthews, we just talked about. Uh, Cam Coleman, again, came last Thursday by himself, then came back to practice. Kind of a surprise visitor uh, yeah. yesterday. And... Um, you talked to him, Cole. Indeed. Sounded pretty good. Read pretty well. For, for those of you that don't know, I am currently mocking. No, I'm not mocking. I'm imitating Cam Coleman right now because that's what he says to everything. Indeed. 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 <laughs> Whoa. Like, that's yeah. highbrow stuff right there. That's a highbrow yeah. word. Yeah. Maybe Indeed. that's your snobby jogger. My point <laughs> is uh, Cam Coleman's super easy to talk to. He's one of those guys, Jeffrey, like we, you know, we sat around and talked to uh, Jalen Crawford that day. Cam's the same kind of guy. So you get the feel when he's at Auburn that he's very comfortable. Uh, now, I'm not at all putting in a prediction like Keith did or anything like that. I'm saying it's easy to see why Auburn's in the top, you know, two or three for him. And you could easily see him being at Auburn one day, just being around him, right? Okay. Uh, and that's why he came back, because he went through this whole hiatus where he didn't really get to visit everybody he wanted to. But 
he, he got to maybe LSU, I think, a couple of schools there. Yeah. And then he settled down, and, and when he settles down, hey, right down the road from Auburn, I can go anytime. And I think his words to me were, you know, coach said, hey, you want to go to Auburn today? I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go to practice. All right. That's how it went. Never and, turning down an invitation. Sure. He Yeah, never turned down an invitation to Auburn or something of that nature is what he said. So, I mean, he just get, he has a real comfort factor there, even with the new staff, even though he was recruited by the previous staff. You know, that was – Ike Hilliard was a guy that talked to him a ton from the other staff. So, um, I think it's just Auburn where he gets a comfortable feel, and you can see it. And, and that's good. I think that's a good thing for Auburn because, take that part out of it, the staff is doing everything they can to get him. Yep. So you have two two factors kind of going there that I think are really important and why Auburn's got a great chance with him. You got to love that Ike Hilliard, a former NFL wide receiver coach, ID this kid early mm-hmm. um, and got Auburn in the door and that Marcus was that was his first offer as wide receiver coach here. Um, yeah. And he was unranked at the time. Yeah, like yeah. completely unranked. So it wasn't like this was this five car, five star kid down the street. This was a let me look at this film, let me see his, you know, and, and let's offer. This is the guy I want. And then the evaluation came before the ranking. Auburn's evaluation came before the ranking. Funny story. Perfect. I was at the Central Phoenix City IMG Academy game this past year, and I Killyard was there. So was Cadillac, and um, I was actually standing by him and I was recording uh, Cam Coleman. He had a huge play. He broke like six tackles all the way down to the one-yard line or something like that. And I was recording it, and I got Ike right in the recording for a second, and I pulled it out. He goes, no, you're good, man. He said, by the way, that's Cam Coleman, if you didn't know. <laughs> Ike Hillier said that? Yeah, that's like, awesome. Damn, that's the most he ever said to a reporter while his, <laughs> during his time at Auburn. <laughs> um. Cam Coleman, man, that, that's to me, that's the guy you got to have in this class. If you really want to make a statement, we talk about these statement wins, yeah. especially in state, dude. You got to get Cam Coleman. He is the man you have to get. Um, Mario Craver, another in state kid. Like Jay had said, he's the smaller of the group. He's your slot. He's yes. your. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's a little juke. Uh, he can juke them. So, Cole, you talked to him. No, no, no. That was last Wednesday. That was last week. But Keith did. Uh, yeah, Keith, he, um, Keith I think did. he's yeah. and said Auburn and Florida were his top two schools, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm misremembering that, but I believe Auburn and Florida were standing atop for Mario Craver. Uh, obviously, he's been a, uh, a frequent visitor to Auburn. I expect, you know, he's an hour up the road. I expect him to be back multiple times, um, just like Cam Coleman. But you got to have those inside guys too, right? Very much so. Just look at the Miami Dolphins, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Those are two guys that are small and very fast. And that, if you've ever watched Mario Craver play, his stats probably don't reflect how good he is because sometimes they just don't get the ball to him. But he's open. He'll be waving his hand out there because he, uh, he can get in and out of his breaks as good as any receiver I've seen in this class, hands down. And, and, and he was uh, when he was just a sophomore, he competed in the Under Armour uh, Next Camp in Atlanta last year. He was the best receiver there, in my opinion. And I'm just telling you, that guy's a good player. And um, I think they, they saw that. The new staff saw that. And they've been on him pretty hard. I went and visited Clay Chalkwell High School in February. And he said that. Marcus Davis, you know, we sat down, had a conversation, and it wasn't awkward. He said, sometimes you sit in these coaches' office and it can be a little awkward. He said, it wasn't. It felt like it was, you know, it felt like, like I was talking to a friend or something like that. So, I think he has really, uh, you know, hung on to that throughout this, and I think he will continue to. And that's why Auburn's in the top two. I think they could probably get him if they wanted to, personally. 
I agree, Cole. And, and look, I'll comp him to a guy that Hugh Freeze actually coached at Liberty this past year, Demario Douglas. Um, very similar size in 5'9", around 170. And Douglas, in Liberty's offense, was their big play threat. Caught 79 balls for 993 yards and six TDs last year. Yeah. And had monster games against BYU and Arkansas. Big-time player. And what you have to love best about Mario Craver's game, like you said, Cole, is his ability. It, you know, how I just talked about how Cam Coleman probably is an in-breaking wide receiver, right, a route wide receiver. That's not the case at all with Mario Craver. He can work in and out of the slot, and it's so seamless when he transitions. You know what I mean? And he starts to throttle down, and he makes that quick cut just to, you know, it, it create that separation between himself and the defensive back. <clears throat> Very good contrasting skill sets between him and the other outside wide receivers that we're recruiting in this class. And, look, you heard A.K. Magula talk about it on uh, Jeffrey and Keith's show on Inside the 20. You need differing answers within your offense. You need guys that can do different things contingent on what the defense is trying to take away. To me, Mario Craver, he's an answer guy. He's a guy that can get open for you in the slot and can take advantage of mismatches. So I, I really like the kids' game. They've got other wide receivers, slot wide receivers that they're after, Nikar. Uh, we talked about another one in Jalewis Solomon, handful mm-hmm. of others. So I'll be interested to see who they make a move on. But, it, it, look, if they decide to, to push the gas on Mario Craver, I think that would be a heck of a pickup, and it definitely upgrades the floor of that room. You know, another guy coming in tomorrow on Friday is B.J. Gibson. He is a four-star wide receiver from Wilcox County in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about him. B.J. Gibson, when I hear that name, I think about the guy. Who was the kid from Trustful who signed with Tennessee or something? Was it Br- – there was Brandon Gibson back in the day. He was from down south Alabama. He went to Alabama. But Brandon, there was a guy – Brandon played for Georgia. I don't know if that's the same No, guy. this was a kid last week – last in last year's class, maybe the year before, but he was from Hewitt Trustful. Last name was Gibson. Brandon Gibson? I'm not sure. Huh. I honestly don't know, Jay Lee. But BJ Gibson's know. a heck of a he's a heck of a football player from down there in Wilcox County, Nick Marshall territory. There you go. Yep. I was uh I was scheduled to go see them when I was on my Georgia tour in February, but I was unable he I don't think he was at school or something happened that, that day. I wasn't able to see him, but um he was a Tennessee baseball commit uh at one time. And he's a baseball guy. That's the okay, that's him. Yes, and, and he is a I'm Incredible playmaker. Now, like Jay Head was just talking about Mario Craver and Cam Coleman being like a deep threat or Craver being a guy that can do your, all your route tree stuff. This guy is better when you just throw him a screen and let him work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's your, you know, if you're looking for like a three headed monster or something, that would be another type of receiver would be BJ Gibson. Ricky Gibson? Ricky Gibson. Thank you, From Zach. Hewitt Trustful. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That was Zach, not me. I, I thank, you, thank you, Zach. I was, I was looking. Did he sign with Tennessee? Yeah. He I mean, did. He did. But, yeah, BJ coming in Friday. You know, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to him. I think Keith has. Um, but that is a dynamic playmaker. Okay. And, and, again, you're looking for all these different types of guys. And I'm mm-hmm. very curious to see where he sits on the board. I, I think he could be moving up. B, uh, BJ. Yes. So, so let's put, let's, uh, let's start, let's, now that we've talked about those five top guys that we believe are top guys, I don't know that they're, they're, they are the top guys, but Mario Craver, Mike Matthews, Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Nick Marsh. Yes. And who's the kid out of Florida, the one that's down at, um, in Tampa? Oh, Chance Robinson. There's about, Chance Ro- there's about 10 stud wide receivers, yeah. right? Yep. Yes. And you get three of those guys. I, I think like I'm I'm starting to lean with you there, Jay Head. Two out of that group is very possible, is it not? Yeah, and I, I honestly believe that it is, Cole. And if you can get three or even four, you know what I mean. I think they're going to take as many as they can get in this class. I honestly do. I I saw your answer on the board with that the other day, Cole. When somebody asked you like, how many of these wide receivers would you take? And your answer was, and I quote, as many of them as you can get. Mm-hmm. And I believe that to be true. I mean, I, I think. If you can get 10 of those guys, you take 10. <laughs> yeah. I think, A, you're not limited on the number of scholarships that you can take in any given class right now. 
you just like the only cap that you're on is the 85 cap. And two, this is just fact that's not content with the talent level that's on this team as it's presently constructed. This is a, a coaching staff that absolutely, if they think a kid can play and he can elevate the room, they want him, they're going to recruit him, and they're going to take him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hugh Freeze said, and I think an ESPN reporter put it out on Twitter, you know, something about the receiver group that got the current receiver sort of fired up and they answered back at it. Yeah. I was sitting when Hugh Freeze was saying that, and his body language was, you know, I think he answered the question something along the lines of, ah, you know, uh, we're we're getting there at receiver. We're getting there. It's, it's it's we ask a lot of them. He's playing that good, dude. He's wanting all those high school recruits to see that tweet. Man, yes, all is. those wide receivers. Oh, I just don't know about them. See what I mean? See he, how you can come in he, here. Well, like he ended it like, but there we got some playmakers in there. I mean, of course. There's there's talent in there. There's no doubt there's talent in the room. Can you get them to do what you want them to do is the question. Yes. That's the question for the last few years, and that's, you know, the question for any team. So they're not there yet, and it's obvious when Hugh Freeze speaks that he's not going to lie about that. He's going to say, well, we're not there yet. And, yeah, I think receiver recruits look at that and go, okay, I can get you there. Don't worry. Isn't it nice to have a coach that knows how to use the media to get his recruiting message across? <laughs> critical thinker. He's a critical – I mean, he's he, he thinks about the steps he's going to take. He thinks about the words he's going to say before he says – he's really put some thought into it before he does something. Jeffrey, Zach in the back with a very interesting question, and I want to pose it to you and Cole. If you okay. could only pick three wide receivers in this class – who are the must-haves? Now, I think Cam Coleman is going to be answer number one for both you and Cole. But I'm interested to see your top three on the guys you think are must-haves in this class. Must-haves or – Ed Widers. How about somebody says, here's ten guys you can pick three for Auburn to sign this year. Who are they? Okay. Be? There you go. That, that's oh. fair. Okay. And, and to me, it's easy. I got Cam Coleman. I got Perry yep. Thompson, yep. and I'm I, uh, easy for me is Nick Marsh. Okay, okay. I, I'll go. And all, and all, 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 all those guys, same position guys, out wide. Um, they're, yeah, they're all big body guys. Yeah, so throw in a Mario Craver. Okay. Yeah, yeah that that was going to be mine. I, I go Cam Coleman, Mario Craver, and, and I'm going to go Nykar because. Personally, I've gotten to where I've seen enough of big receivers who just didn't – they just did not produce like I thought they were going to. And the reason for that is because this is not as much of a physical football game anymore in college football as it is a space game. So you get guys that can play in space. Nikar is fantastic at it. Okay. Mario Craver is fantastic. As big as Cam Coleman is, he's good at it. So to me – you got to get guys that can play in space, not just big physical guys at receiver. Who oh, you got, Jay Head? I, I, I'm going straight down the rankings, brother. So I'm going <laughs> Mike Matthews, I'm going Cam Coleman, and I'm going Nick Marsh. Those, those are my three. I think you could play Matthews in the slot if you truly wanted to. And I'm with Cole. I love B.J. Gibson's clips. I mean, I, I really do. His, I, I haven't seen the kid play in person, so you can't tell exactly. To me, the definition of a player is watching their lowlights, you know what I mean, so you yeah. know kind of what the floor is to a degree, and do they sulk after they don't make a play or they're not featured the correct way. But I love what I see on the, on the kid's cut-ups and his highlights. I really do, and, and I like Craver a lot too. I mean, it, you know, I'd be hard-pressed not to try to take four or even five of these kind of these kids, if you can get them. I mean, I really would. Jeez, um, I just think that they are in on some really good wide receivers. And like I said, I think that they've recruited some solid players in this room. I really do. Some guys they can get some production out of. But I don't think they – this isn't like – do you remember when we had Duke Williams and Ricardo Lewis and Sammy Coates and Quan Bray all on the same roster, all guys that played in the NFL? Yeah, 2014, that receiver group was yeah strong. You don't see that in the room right now. Like I said, I see guys that can be productive, and I see one guy in Camden Brown who I think does have NFL upside. But these kind of guys, to me, 
these are NFL dudes. These are dudes that if you hit, if you develop them correctly, you're talking about guys that are playing in the league in three, four years. If you take Mario Craver, Mike Matthews, Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Nick Marsh, uh, B.J. Gibson, Chance Robinson, uh, and you put all their names in the hat, just pick me mm-hmm. three, big dog. Yeah. There you go. Just, just pick three. Because right. Hold on. Let me take Cam Coleman out because I want him. Yeah. There you go. Now you, you can pick two more, whoever they are. It's fine with me. Throw the kid from Tampa Catholic in there. Put it, yeah. put in T.J. Moore. Yes, T.J. Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there there are others that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but yeah, put T.J. Moore and Nakar in there, and there you go. There you go. There you go. The fact that I picked Nakar over Perry Thompson is no slight to Perry Thompson. I still think he's going to be a fantastic player. I I just wanted to make a point about the space, and and I think if you look at all these, you know, great receiver rooms of, of all these teams, Ohio State, Alabama, the teams that have had them, they had guys that were great in space, no matter what their size was, right? Perry Thompson, though, he can do that. He's a dynamic player. So, right. He's on my list because he would be a flip from Alabama. The perception. And, and, yes. I, and I don't care if he ever caught a ball at Auburn. Uh, you know, no, I, 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 I don't give a shit. That, uh, yeah, I, I just want that flip, man. <laughs> yeah, I just want that perception win. That would be a heads up. Let's switch gears a little bit, folks. So we've had a lot of basketball news. Cole, I know you're going to be uh, – be right on top of all this discussion. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of basketball news coming now that Auburn season has ended. A couple of guys have entered the portal. Former five-star you know, Juan Treor has entered the portal, as has, I think, is a top 50 recruit. Chance Westry has entered the portal. Some rumors flying around, and they're going to be flying around, folks, because it's changing every day. Justin Hokus is doing a fantastic job keeping everybody at Auburn Live informed as much as possible. He's been pro- providing daily updates. Alan Flanagan still on the fence. Wendell Green. K.D. Johnson, um, uh, probably a couple of others, Stretch, Dylan. I mean, who knows? Chris Moore, nobody really knows what's going to happen. But conversations, according to Justin, have been taking place with Bruce Pearl. And we know Auburn has signed Aiden Holloway, the McDonald's All-American, in the 2023 class. And that's it for now. But we know Auburn is going to fill the remaining spots, whichever they come open. And I think right now they've got three. They've got two guys that left. And then there was an, uh, an extra scholarship from sanctions imposed a few years ago. So there are right. three open scholarships right now to, uh, that we believe will be filled by transfers. And according to Zach, the portal is loaded, and it is. Um, I had a uh, feature on Wednesday of five guys to really keep an eye on in the transfer portal, five notable guys. And uh, – Starts off with Denver Jones from FIU. And all these guys, J-Head, um, and I don't know much about them other than the research I did to write this story. Um, sure. not a big, I don't watch every college basketball game. i uh, never heard of some of these guys before. But I, I know Auburn likes all five of these guys. Denver Jones from FIU, Damian Dunn from Temple, Quincy Olivari from Rice, T.J. Bamba from Washington State, and Cario Oquendo, Oquendo from Georgia. Uh, Denver Jones, probably uh, somebody asked on the board, I, 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 I've been told Auburn feels pretty confident about their chances with Denver Jones. And listen, Jay head this cat can ball, right? Very much so. Um, a very need natural, shooters. Need shooters. Yeah, need shooters. He's a, he's a shooter and a natural playmaker. A guy that's not just featured behind the arc. Okay, he's not just a 3 and D guy. This is a guy that can get to the rim just as well as he can shoot it. From the outside, but I think he shot 37% from three, maybe 38% from three last year. Has a nice mid-range game. Can also has the athleticism to get to the cup when he wants to. Um, he's a guy that played at a little bit of a lower level in Conference USA. But look, Conference USA is nothing to scratch it. I mean, it, to sniff your nose at. Look, FAU is in the Final Four this year, and that is the same conference that FIU plays in. I believe Denver Jones went off for 30 against FAU when he played them. Ooh. So very, very good player. And, look, we've talked about this for the last two years on this show. We have had a monster hole at the two. Mm. For whatever reason, play just has not been consistent at the two-guard spot. You land Denver Jones, you shore up that spot for the next two years. Maybe only one. Maybe he's good enough to think that if he has a good year in the SEC, he can turn pro. But more than likely, you're going to get him for two years and a natural score from – the state of Alabama, new market. from New Market. 
New Market, Alabama. As Zach said, don't be don't be blasting on CUSA. Uh, two teams in the Final Four of the NIT, as well as FAU in the Final Four of the NCAA. Yep, UAB. And who's the other team, Zach, in the back? I want to say it's North Texas, if I'm not mistaken. I think they okay. also made a big run. Okay. Uh, Damian Dunn is another – He's from Temple, I think. Okay, so Denver's going to be in Auburn or supposed to be in Auburn for the A-Day weekend for an official visit. Damian Dunn, I've got him penciled in. I've got Denver Jones and Inc. visiting that weekend. I've got Damian Dunn in pencil. Um, He is a shooting guard from Temple. I don't think he has the numbers Denver does when it comes to shooting, but still, none of these guys are slouches. Not by any means. And to me, Dunn is – excuse me. Dunn is a guy that can – he can probably play the wing for you. I mean, I think he's a little bit bigger than Denver Jones. I think Denver's 6'4", 6'3"-ish, contingent on what website you're looking at, how they've got him measured in. Dunn's a 6'5", almost 6'6", guy, um, a guy that's played good competition in the AAC, gives you some physicality at that position, and probably a natural replacement for Alan Flanagan if he were to choose to move on. Um, But a guy that can probably give you minutes at both spots, uh, at the two and the three. So there's some versatility to his game. But like what I see, uh, I actually, you know, this is probably going to fire some guys up on the board, but I really love uh, Oquindo's game from UGA. I think if you pair him with the Denver Jones, that's a really good two because they complement each other. Quindo is a, Quindo is a, he's a slasher, man. He's a guy that wants to get to the cup. He's a guy that wants to finish, um, plays really good defense and man-to-man concepts. So, you know, if I'm pairing two, those are probably the two that I like best together. But, you know, look, first visits are huge. You know this in the transfer portal. If you got those two coming in for that weekend, that probably means that they're very, very high on Auburn's right. target list, if I had to guess. Oquendo uh, led UGA in scoring two years ago at 15 points. I think he was second on the team this past season uh, at maybe 12 or 13 points a game. Uh, Olivari, Quincy Olivari from Rice is another top target for Auburn. Bruce yes. Pearl flew out and met with him on Tuesday, I believe. Uh, Auburn's going to try to get all these. Uh, T.J. Bamba is another uh, Washington State um, combo that uh, he's making he's a, the list. He, I think he's a wing. Um, and he's also, I think, in your story, you have covered it, he's also entered his name into the NBA draft. So he's kind right. of covering, hedging his bets to a degree. He's going to see. And this staff may not want to wait on him. He may be a guy they're going to try to get in with right now, and then they're going to see what he's going to do with the NBA draft process if he decides he's coming back to school. And we strike out on some of these other guys. Hey, guess what? We're turning up the heat on TJ Bamba. But he's a guy that can really shoot it. He's got a very clean stroke from behind the arc. Um, and a guy that, to me, he's a, he's a natural wing. Um, He's a guy that's a good replacement for Al if Al chooses to move on and or somebody that you could probably play at both spots again um, and give you some very quality minutes. But a shooter, a spacer, which is very important. You're talking about an offense that you had guys that had to get downhill into the cup predominantly last year. We just did not shoot the ball consistently enough, Mm. I think. It was frustrating to watch. Yeah, it was frustrating for us to watch. It was probably frustrating for Bruce to coach, if we're being completely honest. And, And I'm guessing that's why you're seeing some of the transition right now and the way they've attacked the portal for guys that shoot it at a higher than 35% clip. Let's see. Uh, T.J. Bomb, Macario Aquindo. And then I will say this, man. Blue Kane, he is a uh, senior in high school. He's a 2023 high school guy. Didn't think Auburn would make any moves for high school guys. I was told last week Blue Kane was – and, Blue, listen, from what I saw or what I read today, Blue Kane played against Aiden Holloway on ESPN, IMG against uh, Prolific Prep. And Blue Kane went off from from reading the yes. board. Um, and he was really good. Now, I didn't want to uh, burst anybody's bubbles, but I checked yesterday with a source at Auburn. You know, is Blue Kane still a legitimate um, option? And I was told, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm backing off on the Blue Kane. I had been pressing to get some info on him. And uh, yesterday I went, I was like, hey, man, you know, any chance he vis- he visits or, you know, don't think so. That's what I was told. So uh, it looks like Auburn is going to continue hitting the transfer portal hard. I know some other guys have decommitted. I think one uh, are asked out of their signed letter of intent. Maybe there was an Ole Miss guy. Uh, yes, yes. I, I, so and people are, I don't know about that. It's so early. And listen, here's another thing. 
Joe Tipton on, on threes. Joe Tipton does a fantastic job of talking to these players. I don't know. He's he. he, he I feel like he's got a, a foot in the door with just about every college basketball player in the country. When they hit the portal, when coaches contact them, they let him know. And so you see Joe Tipton talk about, hey, this guy's entered the portal, and here are all the schools that he's heard from, and Auburn's in a lot of those schools, if not most of the schools. But don't read too much into that. I talked to um, a guy yesterday, and he's like, listen, when they hit the portal, if they're decent, if you don't initiate contact, if you don't get on that list of schools, you mm-hmm. have no chance. So you got to get your foot in the door. And that, and so when you see, you know, Auburn's one of the schools that has contacted this guy. It's not like he's a top target. It's in case he's a top target. There in you case go. they decide he's a top target, they're in the door. Their hats in the ring. So don't uh, don't don't think that's you know as telling as you might think or as some might think. I know. Um, <laughs> see a lot of posts with the with guys mentioning Auburn, and that's why. Auburn is definitely going to hit this portal hard, heavy. They're going to replace all the guys that are leaving. So, I mean, you, you could see four to five transfers on this team come, you know, September, October, when they get ready to go. I agree. Roster overhaul. Bruce Pearl's had enough. Yeah. He, he's ready to he's ready to reconstruct this, this team. He wants to build around the core of the guys that he wants to bring back, the guys that he sees value in, the guys that are – I think as Justin quarantined today, not only good fits on the court for his system, but also good mm-hmm. fits off, you know, off the court in the locker room, and they're going to build that chemistry that they had when they made that really yes. nice run in 2018, 2019. Mm. You know, those kind of guys. That's what he wants. Um, and I don't. I think there's the potential that they probably, and I agree with Justin on this. They may not fill every scholarship because you've got yeah. three high school commitments already. That's one scholarship you don't. Have, yeah, that's one scholarship you don't have to worry about moving into the 2024 cycle. If you load up on a bunch of transfers and now you don't have necessarily the flexibility in your roster that you once had. So I think there's that potential because look, how often do you get to the 13th player? I don't think it's very often, right? Like it, you're you, doing you, something wrong if you get to him, right? Exactly. I, I think Bruce is very comfortable playing that 10 or 11 man rotation, but we don't usually get to the 13th man on the bench, not unless it's, you know, empty the bench time. It's it, senior night. Yeah, it's senior night and the white caboose is coming in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll be, uh, we'll, we'll be doing our best, man. This, it can be chaotic at times. Basketball is such a different animal than football recruiting. Sometimes it can be good. Uh, sometimes I enjoy it much more than football. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll be doing – Justin's got the team angle. I've got the recruiting angle. Jay Head will be throwing in some insight and analysis and some of the stuff that he's hearing. Uh, we'll be doing all that at Auburn Live on three. Folks, last week we got – we had so much going on. We had uh, Fat Burnett uh, committing the next day. We had visitors coming in, and we totally forgot to how about you some folks. Yeah. And I want to apologize for the lack of how about you's last week. We will do our best to make up for it this week. I know I have – Almost two dozen. Whoa! And uh, and they're all well deserved. And you know, and and, and I probably could have done thirty, but I, I had twelve last week, and I've got about ten this week. So I've got I, oh, uh, nineteen. Excuse me, I got nineteen total. Um, so I'll hang on to mine if anybody has any that they want yeah, to I, offer up. I, I got three. Normally, I got one. Okay. I got three. So, whereas Jay Lee normally has about five, and he, you know, he's doubled his, doubled his, tripled his list. I've tripled mine. <laughs> but let's start let's start off with stats. Don't matter. Really Good. love um, what he's been bringing to the board here lately. Think Absolutely, very quality posts. Um, big sexy for AU. Mm. Listen, his comment about Fat Burnett and his his friend, his teammate, had me in stitches. So his teammate, what, what's his teammate's name from down in Andalusia? Oh, uh, Meat, Landon Marshall. Okay. So he was talking about, he said, look, when Jamarian and, and Landon go out, it's got to be interesting when you got fat and meat rolling into town. <laughs> he died, dude. Um, and then I want to give Kimasabi uh, his due. He's made some really good posts on the board. Yeah. He contributed a lot of good information. So body, his body of work. Yeah, his body of work, absolutely. Stats, big, sexy, and chemo. Uh, yeah. Cole, I have five. Look at There we go. Look Great. at you. Day in the morning, son. 
uh, Clark Tiger, not a big poster guy that I've known for a good while. He's he's okay. with us, so uh, give him one. Uh, Logan W. Adams. Oh, for sure. Yep, he's been very active lately. Frederick Ninety, who you know, great poster. He's been bringing a little intel, a little heat. Seems mm-hmm. to have a good idea of what's going on. I, I'll give him that. So he's going to get one. Uh, Mace Hemdu and Kevin Durant's burner because he thinks I used to I used to bench four plates and, and uh, I did, but twelve times. So he had it right, but not completely right. <laughs> so who was after Frederick? Mace Hemdu. Mace Hemdu. Okay. Dude, we're on the same page. I've got a, I've got a couple of those. I, double time for Frederick. Yes. How about you to Frederick? I, I think he did a he, he he walked everybody through the Fat Burnett commitment leading up to that yep. uh, announcement. He had yeah. a lot of good insight on that recruitment, and uh, we certainly appreciate all his contributions leading up to that. Uh, who else did you say? Oh, Logan Adams, dude. He hooked me up with the uh, with the with the freeze star gift. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Big, big, big how about you to Logan Adams and then Kevin Durant's burner two, not to be confused with Kevin yes. Durant's burner one. Listen, I'm giving him a how about you because I, I was having a bad morning or a bad day today, <laughs> a little stressful, and he made a comment about, yeah, I hope it ain't the same source that gave you the Ace Bailey stuff. <laughs> and I, 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 I I, I took my bad day out on him on the board, so I apologize. We, we apologize. We made up. But big how about you to uh, to to, to uh, KD Burner? KD's Burner's got a tone, and, and it's it's sarcastic, and sometimes it could be taken wrong. Yeah. But he owns me, man. He's in me every time. And, and oh, I do not bench four plates, Kevin Durant's Burner, but I do second so. He said, "Jay Lee, I'm your, I'm I'm one of your biggest supporters. Check the receipts." And I was like. If I, if I'd hate to see how you treat people you don't support. <laughs> Great, yeah, brother, we, we all have those days, man. So yeah, we 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 shook, we e shook and, and made up. So uh, big, big, how about you to Katie's burner too, uh, Frederick ninety and Logan Adams. Also, how about you to uh, and these all all these all these all these how about you can move to the front of the class uh, for the next week. How about you to uh, Yabo, Yabo, yeah. yay. Y A B O. How about you to Big Cat Country? How about you to Proud of 76 AU? How about you to Tecmo 34? Mm-hmm. How about you to Packers 420? His name suggests that he is anti drugs. <laughs> there you go. Packers 420. <laughs> How about you to Nova Tiger 256? How about you to HSVFB Scout, high school football scout. He's a damn good poster. How about you to LG? Oh, Lord yes, George. Sir. How about you, big dog? How about you to Game Time 34? How about you to the Nightman Cayman? I like yes. Yeah, yeah, me too. Not, a, not, not to be confused with the Nightman coming. No. He's already came. <laughs> how about you to <laughs> how about you to Queen Ween? One oh one, or is it Queen Wine? W E I N, Queen Ween, Queen Wine. One oh one, brother. You guess you know you don't want me trying to pronounce that. How about you to uh, War Eagle two 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 three? War Eagle Deuce 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 three. He likes to do deuces. Uh, how about you to Kid Country with K's? Kid Country with K. How about you, big dog? How about you to uh, B R K H S E 2010, which I think means brick house. How about yes. you? To, how about you, to old brick house 210, 2010? How about you to bar schools? How about you to bar schools? How about you to Dean Machine 6503? He suggested that we needed some more eye candy on the call in show. Yes. I ran that by Jessica and she said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and how about you finally to War Damn Bravos? War Damn Bravos. Folks, we have fantastic community. Listen, I was reading. We've got, uh, I know every site probably says this, but, man, I truly believe we've got the absolute best message board, the uh, just fantastic posters, man. There, there's some bad apples in there. There always are and always will be, including me. Um, 
but man, we we've got a fantastic community going on in Auburn Live on three. If you're not a member of our site, we 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 would uh, ask that you give us a try, man. I promise you will not be disappointed. Auburn Live on three. Also, man, uh, if if you're watching us on YouTube right now, please click that subscribe button. Subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel. We're trying to get to six k. Trying to get to six k, and uh, maybe we'll have a giveaway if we can get to six k. I like it. All right. Uh, we will all be back Sunday night. I think Keith's going to stay in San Francisco and uh, do what he does out in San Francisco. We will all be back for the call-in show Sunday night at 630. We'll see everybody back here on the YouTube channel. We appreciate everybody listening, man. We really do. We appreciate everybody watching. For J-Head, for Cole, for Zach in the back, man, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stab that left lane. See ya. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.